Hello, hello! Welcome back to Loki's Librarian. I am your librarian, Katrina. If you are new here, welcome. This is where I am reading through the enormous library of books you see behind me, and then I give you a quick synopsis and tell you what I think of what I read. So if you like books, just aren't sure what to read next, hit that subscribe button, like and share my videos, let me know what you think in the comments. Now, this week's book is one I picked up a few months ago, basically because mainstream media said there was no such thing as mass delusional psychosis or mass formation psychosis, either one. And I have found that there are two types of people in this world, those who blindly accept what they are told by mainstream media and those who immediately seek to find out what the media is trying to hide. I count myself as a proud member of the latter group. And when I did an Amazon search for mass delusional psychosis, the book that popped up number one was this one, United States of Fear, How America Fell Victim to a Mass Delusional Psychosis by Dr. Mark McDonald. And the topically appropriate cocktail this week is called Psychosis, which, oh boy, consists of a half shot Malibu rum, half shot of lime juice, one shot of Coke, one dash of grenadine, one shot of apple juice, a half shot of absinthe, this is absinthe red, and a half shot of lemon vodka, a half shot of blue caraco. This will be fun. Um, I couldn't find absinthe red, so I went with regular absinthe. I figured the absinthe was more important than the red part in this because of the wormwood. I mean, government has regulated the joy out of absinthe. It's no longer hallucinogenic, but that initially absinthe was illegal because of the wormwood content, which made it hallucinogenic about a hundred years ago before government sucked all joy out of life. All right, let's do this. Right out of the gate, I am going to tell you that this book is basically a hundred page long confirmation bias for me. I mean, literally nothing in here he said surprised me. There may have been one thing that surprised me, uh, but that is not by any means or metric indicate that I am smarter than the average bear. I am not. I am not a doctor. What I am is a grown ass woman who is capable of rational, logical thought. I get that that makes me a little bit of a unicorn. I'm not. There are more of us out there. We just don't get the play and press that the panic-stricken psychopaths do. Sorry. I am so trying to not be judgmental. I am failing, but I'm trying to not be judgmental. Do I have emotional moments? Oh, shit. Oh, no. I might need a man. I might need a man. Honey, I need a man. <laughs> get my rum open. <laughs> Thank you. I loosened it up for you. So yes, I have emotional moments. I'm a human. It happens. Uh, but I can't, I don't make decisions about my life based on emotions. Okay. And having spent most of my adult life reading history, I have nothing but contempt and mistrust for the government. Uh, and the government agencies and the media that has ceded its voice and duty as the fourth estate of our country in favor of bolstering their viewership. Hmm. Yeah, I'm judging. I am judging hardcore. Yes, yes I am. Especially when the media has proven, media and government for that matter, have proven over and over again that neither one of them gives two shits about us. We the people. Perhaps I'm a bit cynical these days. So what is mass delusional psychosis? Basically, the people in power put out there the fear of X, whatever X is. It might be the Russian invasion of Ukraine. It might be the most recent medical crisis that swept the planet. I'm gonna try not to say it. 
I think my channel is small enough I might fly under the radar and not be completely buried by the algorithms on the other side. I'm small enough that if I get buried under the algorithms, I will never ever crawl out of it. So I'm just going to try and not say it directly. But the medical crisis, we all know which one it was, right? So how did this recent crisis contribute to the psychosis? What happened here was a perfect confluence of corruption and stupidity. Uh, those are my words, not Dr. McDonald's words. I'm the cynic here. He actually wants to help people. You can actually like tell that from basically every word in the book that, that he wants to help people. He wants to help them help themselves. He's trying to find a way out for these people who are panic stricken. I just kind of want to watch it all burn at this point. I'm guessing Dr. McDonald would probably say I have anger issues. He, he might be right. <sighs> it starts with women, specifically the feminists. And he does say this in the book. It starts with the feminists because of course it does. I swear to God, feminism ruins everything. It's not fair to say feminism ruins everything. Feminists have done a lot of good. We're talking like the third and fourth wave feminists who are destroying the world right now in their quest for something that doesn't need to be. What do I mean by that? First wave feminists just wanted the right to vote. No worries there. I agree women should have the right to vote. Second wave feminism is also fine. They were basically just seeking equality in the workplace. We have that now. Yes, I mean, despite what modern feminists would have you believe, we are in fact more equal in the workplace now and the overwhelming majority of college graduates these days are women. Those are two things that are like, yay for us, we are more equal. Uh, for more information on this, see Who Stole Feminism by Christina Hoff Summers. Excellent book, reviewed it last year. But the third and fourth wave feminists, finding no dragons left to slay, are creating problems where none existed. Literally, they're just looking for something. They're not looking for equality. They're seeking retribution for injustices that they never suffered. Yes, there are still misogynistic men out there. I'm not going to be completely disingenuous. There are men out there who, yes, suck. The good men far outweigh the bad, and focusing on the bad is miserable. A dash is not specified. A dash of grenadine. I mean, virtually every white woman born in the USA today was born after women's suffrage, meaning they have always had the right to vote. And most of those screaming and bitching the loudest have always had equal opportunity in the workplace. Um, black women had suffrage from 1965. Yes, I am aware of how fucked that is. But the point being, most of those screaming have had the right to vote their entire lives. Most of those screaming have also had equality in the workplace their entire lives. So now they want revenge for injustices they never suffered, which means beating down the men in their lives until they are thoroughly emasculated. And to no one's shock and surprise, the majority of women doing this are the screeching harpies of the left that I'm trying not to judge and I shouldn't label, but there it is. All we hear is their point of view. That's all we hear in the media news anywhere is their point of view. It's fucking ridiculous. Now again, all of those are my words. Dr. McDonald is much kinder in his terminology, referring to them as liberal educated women. Not so educated they retain a lick of common sense apparently because common sense says a cloth face covering will do between jack and shit against a respiratory infection. I mean, have you seen what virologists wear when working with highly infectious respiratory diseases? But I'm, yeah, your, your little piece of cotton is totally effective. No doubt. Anger issues. I has them. Absinthe. 
So these highly, some might say, overeducated white women listen to the news and get this, get this, they're so educated, they actually believe what they are told. I have said several times, maybe not on this channel, but I know I've said it in the past, even to people that I actually care about and like, that uh, college is where they teach you what to think, not how to think. I, uh, I stand by that belief. I genuinely believe to the core of my being that if President Trump had actively advocated for lockdowns instead of just referring it to the individual states to deal with on a state level, these same women would have come out in favor of constitutional rights and there never would have been a lockdown period. But because he referred it to the states, we have this chaos clusterfuck going on. God damn party politics. So they believe what they're told by the media, which is complicit in giving power to the government. And because they have fully emasculated the men in their lives, the husbands just want peace at home. So rather than calling into question the insane policy of covering your face no matter what, they just go along with it. They just want quiet at home. They don't want to fight with their wives. And they allow their children to fall prey to their wives' psychoses. And overwhelmingly, the children have suffered because of these garbage policies. I mean, children are paranoid. They're scared. They're miserable. They don't know what's going on. They're trusting their adults to keep them safe and the adults are failing them because they're panicked and terrified because the media and government are keeping them scared on purpose. So what about the men? These emasculated men who should be keeping their wives safe because traditionally for literally thousands, millions of years of evolution, it was the man's job to keep the woman safe. And in the last hundred years that has turned upside down and now men are no longer expected to keep their women safe because the ultra left feminists, the those third and fourth wave feminists keep spouting the bullshit that women don't need men. They don't need men to keep themselves. They can in fact do it all. Yes, you can do it all. I'm not going to lie. You can, but you shouldn't have to. If you give up a little bit of that control to your partner, the one you, you know, supposedly love and the one to whom you have supposedly joined your life for all time, then you don't have to do it all. And that will ease a tremendous amount of your burden. Just, just throwing it out there, ladies. You know, maybe share some of the stress with your partner. I gotta shake this. So, the ultra-feminists maintain that, that not only can they do it all, they should do it all, have convinced these over-educated liberal elites that if they don't do it all, they have failed as women. I'm a little scared of that. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a pretty sick color. The height, so the reason, I think the reason that he had recommended absinthe red, and it could be because of the red color, which certainly would have changed the color of this, could also be because hyacinth red, or I'm sorry, absinthe red, part of the flavoring is hyacinth. That's what gives it the red color. So I don't know how that will affect the flavor. I'll never know because frankly, kitchen sink cocktails scare me. Anything that has this many ingredients is questionable. So they've convinced them that they, if they don't do it all, they have failed. And so these liberal women basically treat their husbands as another child to be cared for, maintaining control over all the things. And that control is a major sign of anxiety, according to Dr. McDonald. Controlling everything around them, including complete strangers, helps these women to deal with the anxiety and stress of what they see on the news every day, of the confirmation bias that they deal with every day by their choice of media, their choice of politics, their social circle. Uh, turns out the reason, this is one of the things that surprised me, it turns out the reason the, the Federal Aviation Administration asked for mask mandates wasn't that the FAA actually thought masks did any good. 
it was because the masked flyers were causing such problems in regards to the unmasked that the FAA basically caved to the terrorists. I mean, the proper response would have been, if you have a problem with it, get off the flight. They're not doing anything wrong. But instead, they caved to the terrorists. Way to stand strong a decade later. Two decades later. Oh, God. I guess it's drinkable. Never had absinthe before. Can definitely taste the wormwood. Never had it before. That's how I know what it is, because I've never tasted that before. Ooh. I've had all these individual ingredients before, but never, never wormwood. Right, that was a little uncalled for. They cave to the terrorized. They're not terrorists, they're the terrorized. All right? they, they cave to that fear. And that's part of that mass delusional psychosis. All right? These women were so terrified, they made everybody scared too. And, and these women were, are and were genuinely scared. All right? I mean, some of them, most of them. All right? Some of them, I have no doubt, went this route for the same reason government and media did. To obtain and retain power over those around them. Because there are some sick motherfuckers out there. But quite a few of them, and probably most of them, were and are genuinely scared. So what do we do about this? How do those of us who have been, how do those who have been fear-stricken and paralyzed by anxiety work their way out of this black hole of despair? Um, first off, the men have to man up. All right, listen, I get it. This is not natural in the 21st century. I mean, after decades of being told that men, women don't even need men, to be told that men are needed for positive masculinity, that they are needed for uh, their ability to soothe and protect their mates, fuck feminists and their bullshit. Bullshit harping on ma toxic masculinity. Like, fuck that. Assuming most of these men are not violent wife beaters, and most of them probably are not, they are needed to calm their mates and help them navigate through the stressful times. They, they are need to help these women develop a measured logical response to what has been a gross government overreach in the face of what is actually very little threat. Um, probably the most fantastic example I can think of in recent modern pop culture, and I mean really recent modern pop culture, is um, Tweak and Craig from South Park. I'm going to do the thing my dad hates. I'm going to insert a video clip here. He hates it when I do this, but I'm going to do it because it is so accurate. Wait, what's going on? What? What do you mean, what's going on? The same shit that's been going on! Nothing's gotten any better? Oh my god, how does that make you feel? I feel scared! I feel alone! Well, that must be horrible to feel that way. It must be hard for you to even think. It is! It's terrible! I bet it's terrible. What else are you feeling? What? Like I have no control over my life. Like I'm just a pawn in a big game. Oh, that's a terrifying thought. You must feel trapped. Yeah, like trapped, but like completely unable to even move. Jesus, it's like there's no solution to any of this. What do you got to do? What can you do? I don't know. It's, it's like maybe, maybe I have to find a way to feel a little in charge of me again. That sounds so insurmountable, though. How, how would you even start? I don't know, but I, I gotta do something about this. There's gotta be a way I can... So you see, Tweak is freaking out over North Korea, right? And if you watch the whole episode, right, and, and I'll, I'll post a, a, a link to it below, but if you watch the whole episode, it starts out where, where Craig is doing that 
guy thing, that guy thing that, that most women will drive, it even drives me crazy, and I do like to think of myself as logical and reasoned, where he's like trying to come up with solutions for, for Tweak, right? Write your congressman, do this, you know, he's coming up with all these solutions and, and none of it's working because Tweak is still freaking out over North Korea, oh my god. And so then he tries to distract Tweak by giving him fidget spinners and taking him to the carnival. And then finally, he just listens. It's amazing how far he got by just shutting up and listening. All right. And then through listening and asking questions, he calms Tweak down. He calms his partner down. And man, that's what you got to do. You got to listen and calm them down. You don't calm them down by telling, oh, there's nothing to fear because that, that that's like, when in the history of ever has telling your wife to calm down actually calmed her down in the middle of an argument? I mean, that basically just escalates it, right? So you got to listen. You got to shut up and listen and then help work through a measured reason response. Incidentally, it's not just me saying this about, you know, all of this being a, a gross overreach and nothing works. He includes 29 pages, that's on top of the 100 pages of text, 29 pages of links to articles about just how non-threatening this whole pandemic has been. A not inconsiderable number of those articles have been from the CDC website, Wall Street Journal, National Institute of Mental Health. I mean, it's not what one could consider fringe resources by any metric. So in addition to the men stepping up and being men, uh, again, not a clarion call towards spousal abuse, abuse, just to engage in healthy, respectful discussion, the other thing women can do is break away from the confirmation bias. Not me, obviously. I was, I was right. But seriously, if everyone you speak to agrees with you, you are surrounded by confirmation bias, which means you are not getting the whole story. And also, people, people, here is something I am really guilty of. I, I do this a lot. I'm trying to break the habit. Don't be a bitch when someone sees the light. I saw this meme on Instagram the other day from Culture Shadow. And I reposted it to Facebook with the comment, putts. And then I started thinking about it, especially because this literally happened while I was reading this book. I started thinking about it and realized, here is someone who's broken that cycle. All right, literally. It's not... It's not a flip-flop. If, if you look at the dates, the, the, the posts or the comments are literally a year apart. Sometime in that year, she broke out of that cycle of panic and fear. She's no longer delusional. And rather than reaching out and saying, hey, what changed? What, what brought you to this centrist position and the realization that, that this is where we're at now? My knee-jerk reaction was putts. So that's on me. If, if we want to end this divide in America, seriously, look in the mirror. All right, what are you doing to help pull people into the center and not just keep pushing them to the fringes? When someone crosses that bridge, you hold out an invitation, a hand, an invitation, a welcome, or do you use that hand to push them off the ledge? And be, be better than me, folks. Something not addressed in this book, which to me was basically the elephant in the room, is that women on the left tend to seek men from the left. And men on the left have already been emasculated by years of indoctrination from the public schooling and reinforced at home by their leftist mothers and their leftist center wives. So you have this perfect loop of continuous reinforcement. And he cites quite specifically that the women driving the psychosis are a small minority who are overwhelmingly politically left. 
and he cares. Like I said, I, I mean, I've developed anger issues over all of this, uh, which probably explains my contempt and putts reaction. But I mean, I'm highly educated. I have an MBA, for God's sake. And I have managed to avoid this pitfall of being screeching to the left. My left, probably your right. I managed to avoid the pitfall. And here, but here, I am a reasoned example of what he means by men have to step up. I've been married a little over a year, but my husband and I have been together for 16 years. There's a completely different story as to why we were together 15 years before marrying, but there it is. So we've been together for 16 years. And when we met, I was every bit as leftist as the average college graduate. Not rabid leftist. I didn't take any of the feminist theory courses, but I voted Democrat in 2004. And when I met my husband in the end of 2005, I was, I was a lefty. All right. Not rabid, but left. And when I met my husband and we started dating, he logically challenged some of my assertions calmly. All right. It wasn't screaming fights. He just, why do you think that? Why? Why is such a powerful question? why makes you really vocalize it and uh, because I genuinely like this guy and I didn't want to scare him off by being psychotically bitchy or insisting that I was always right because I have a college degree and he did not especially because statistically I, the one math class that I ever got an A in was statistics I knew that it's literally not possible for me to always be right when he would ask me why I would start to think about and vocalize my responses. And if I couldn't come up with a reasoned, rational response, he'd be, okay, why? Why do you think that way? Why did you reach that conclusion? How, how is this going? How's this conversation going for you? And uh, that made me listen to his point of view and kind of helped pull me towards the center. And I mean, we're still not, we're not in lockstep here. I'm more towards anarcho-capitalism, let's just burn it all to the ground. And he's more of a minarchist, recognizing that some government's probably needed. But even those differences, we sort of, re we, we respectfully challenge each other when we don't see eye to eye. We, we rarely have screaming fights, N not just because we're wasps. Overall, this book was good. I honestly would have liked to see more of it. I, I thought he could have fleshed out his ideas a bit more. And while he has those 29 pages of articles on top of the 100 pages of text, I would have liked to see this, see his statements directly annotated. Uh, I, I mean, you can go through it at a time. You know, he has it broken down by chapter. So in chapter one, he says X and you go to the footnotes for chapter one and you can see the articles that he would have pulled that from. But I would have liked to see it more annotated. I mean, I think that he could expand this into a 300 page book. I think the material and concept are there. I think there are enough historical examples, not just from the recent stuff, but he could pull from you know, the, the post 9-11, the various world wars, the Cold War, he, he could pull from all of these to expand on how mass delusional psychosis builds and how dangerous it is to a population as a whole. I think expanding it to a full 300 page text would be beneficial overall and probably come off as less judgmental of the left in the 21st century. And, and don't get me wrong, you can tell he cares, and maybe it's just the filter of my own experience where I'm judging them, but it does read a little judgmental. It reads a lot like Cassandra screaming into the wind. You know, that, that old Greek myth about Cassandra, the seeress, who was always right, but nobody ever believed her. And, you know, so she went insane. Yeah, it reads a lot like that. I mean, he's Cassandra screaming into the void and the media is representing the population who treats him like he's crazy. And like I said, if somebody crosses that bridge, don't push him off. Welcome him to the center. 
when the center pulls together, we can punch a hole through the political extremes. That's it for this week. Thank you for watching. If you liked what you saw, let me know in the comments and I will see you guys next week.